Hey, what's up, you guys? This is uh, your favorite Haitian Ty Same Boogie. I just realized we never introduced ourselves in episode 42, but shit, we're 42 episodes in. Y'all know who the fuck we are. Yeah. Y'all but saw don't it. Know who you are anyway. <laughs> that what? I said they see it. You see it. Nah, shit. Tell them who you are anyway. It's your boy Scissor215. You already know Philly's in the building. Philly's in the name. Philly is uh on my back. Y'all know what it is. Shout out to everybody. And if you're looking at me, I just want to make sure that y'all see what this motherfucking hat say. Made you look Black Lives Matter. Bitch. Uh, so this week, we are trying a little something fresh, a little something new. Because we want to give y'all, you know, we don't want to monopolize two and a half hours of your time at once. And so um, if you haven't checked out episode 42, uh, we had a really, really good discussion about what's going on in Africa right now. We talked about um, Puff Daddy and the enigma that is Puff Daddy. Uh, we talked about this pending uh, versus battle that we look like we may be getting between T.I. and Jeezy. And we talked about uh, how y'all gonna put some respect on Aubrey's name at some point. At some point. At some point, you gonna have, you just gonna have to. Um, he's the greatest rapper of this generation for sure. Of his generation, and he said it on uh, Paris Morton joint. Like I, you know, they saw a little bro in me. Like I shouldn't talk how I talk and say that I'm the greatest of my generation. It was like, well, yeah. I love to have Wayne goat talks. I kind of feel like Drake maybe passed Wayne. Conversation for a different day. Um. So now this is our new fresh segment that uh. Doesn't have a name. In your speakers? Chop yeah, let's, just, let's figure that out later. <laughs> huh? Let's figure that one out on the, on the go. We'll figure that one out on the go. Um, but we are just going to kind of run through some of the new music that is dropped, that is dropping this week. And uh, we're going to start with the singles. Um, let's get the ugly shit out the way. <laughs> Kanye West, Kanye Omari West. Why do you play Omari mm. the way that you do? So, you know, Kanye delivered an award-winning gospel album last year. Did he? He did. It's won awards. Oh, okay. Cool. It actually has won awards. I think it won like a Billboard award. Uh, for best gospel or something, you know, like it's it's won a couple of gospel awards. Um, and you know, this year he's on this weird ass presidential run where like he's listed as a presidential candidate in some states and he's listed that as nigga ain't a, no presidential he's can't listed call that a run. vice presidential candidate on some others. I don't know what party he's supposed to be running under. Well, easy drop the song. Easy um tease the song with like a Young Thug feature or something like that earlier this week that people were exact, uh, excited about. And then he just dropped the song called Na 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 and that's exactly how we feel about the song. <laughs> nah. Nah, nah, nah. Nah. Kept, listen, nah, nah, nah. All right, listen, you could have gave that shit. You could have, the person who wrote it for you could have kept it. You said the person who wrote it for him? So we were, you were trying to figure, you were, you listened to the song a little bit longer than I thought we would have because you were trying to figure out who wrote it. Who do you think wrote it? Um, I, I, it, it, So it sounds like Travis. Okay. But, you know, I, I could also hear um, Saha helping on that. Because, um, you know, he might have somebody write it, but he might also invoke the style. Like, yo, Kanye's like Shang Tsung. This nigga got people's souls. Like, literally. And he just I'm take sorry. their souls. Like Shang Tsung from uh, Mortal Kombat. Thank you. Okay. So he like, sure. so like... It felt like something I actually camp, knew, but I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, when, when, when he comes in, when you come into the, the, the yay camp, he takes a bit of your soul. Yeah, I'm, I'm just over him. Okay. Well, yeah, um, that wasn't it. Um, we said we're getting out the ugly. So, you know, we were talking about Puff, we were talking about people uh, who we have certain things. Well, no, not Puff. When you were talking about Nikki, you said that Nikki has that career where you know she's talented and just her trajectory hasn't delivered. 
Um, Dej Love got a new song out called No Ceiling. And she is not, she is not that. Um, Dej Love, Love is just, you never, she never peaked. You said she never peaked, but do you feel like she, like there was promise there, right? Oh, absolutely. Like we thought Dej Love was going to be the future, the uh, female future at one, at, at one point. So Dave just Dave just announced the release of her new project, Sell Soul 2, um, which is due out. Hold on, I'm trying to see where because for some reason the inverted pyramid is no longer a thing that people do. It's actually dropping tomorrow. 16 tracks. Um, a lot of features on here. Uh Black, Lil Uzi Bird, Benny the Butcher, uh Conway, and Boldy James on one track. Uh, Rick Ross, 42 Doug, Sada Baby, Gunna, Big Sean. Um, she called it all her favorites. Yeah. And I mean, and a lot of those are on like, it's like multiple features on one song. So, you know, out of the 16 tracks, it's really one, two, three, four, five, six, seven with features on them. Um, and today we got uh, the one called No Ceiling featuring Gunna. She could have it back. I felt like she was almost getting there by the time she got to the second verse. Or after Gunna's first part. It sounded like she was Scooby-Doo rapping. I don't know what the hell she was talking about. That shit's trash. What is Scooby-Doo rapping? Like, she sounded like Scooby? Like, ruh No, she was just one, two, three, oopsie, whoopsie. And she was just doing anything. Uh, she was not affecting it. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know what she was doing. Like, the shit just, I don't know. It's just not good. It's not good. Like, you know, it's just not good. Was it bad enough for you not to listen to the project? I mean, I, I might, I'm, I'm not really excited about a day's little project. If a single pops up and somebody suggests it, I'll listen to it. Uh, but I, I'm just, maybe for the, I'll probably listen to it because we do this. But other than that, nah. Was there a time where you would have been excited about a Deja Love album? Yeah. Like time just passed. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The time time passed. Listen, when I moved to Atlanta, I was excited about Deja Love. That was like 2014. Hmm. So interestingly enough, uh, the first thing that she dropped, um, the first EP that she dropped, and see, that's the thing that came out in July 2015, right? First mixtape mm-hmm. came out in 2012. Uh, this project right here, Cell Soul 2, is actually being billed as her debut album. So all this time, Days really didn't have an album out. Yeah, well, can we go? Uh, yeah, okay. Damn, sis. <laughs> that was all the ugly. Well, no, I had one more to me that was unnecessary. Um, Bootsy Collins got a new joint out featuring Snoop and um, somebody else and it's called Jam One and it literally sounds like exactly like I just I don't know I feel like at this point Bootsy Collins gives me new music I want it to be something exciting and this just sounded like exactly what I thought it would have sounded like now this is apparently the second song that he's dropped in the last month did you know that? I did not. So I'm very curious about that. Like, why is that with uh, Snoop Dogg pushing new music? But then at the same time, we just found out yesterday that uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis are co- coming out with their first album. That's dope. I'm um, excited for that. They're, they're producing. The headline producers. I saw says as artists, but it's going to be one of those like Khaled type situations or one of those mm-hmm. uh, um, Quincy Jones type situations. Yeah, the world needs that. We need some good music. Um, that's like just, last week, uh, them Stevie Wonder joints was fire. And I fucked with those. So I'm very curious as to the timing, though. Somebody said they are a self-contained versus versus unit. Or no, they um, have one. I'm sure. Not a, I don't know why we're about this conversation. I'm not reading this because all. because they're talking about ta- catalogs. I mean, it's Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. We really got to talk about that. Yeah, but I just don't know why it was thrown into this conversation. 
Because they don't mention them against anybody else. But anyway, whatever. Because that's the, that's why they say self-contained. <laughs> like, right, like is, I, I don't know that, like, I didn't, when I saw the headline, I was not expecting to even have a conversation about verses at all. Listen, listen, listen. We know, you're, we know you're a versus hater. No, 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 world, no. I don't mean it all. like that. No, no, well, no. I'm I know, but, like I, I'm, but I'm just saying, like, you always say, I'm not, I'm not the versus person, but the rest of us are. When so you heard that I, headline, was that the first thing that popped in your head? Like, ooh, that's the verses we need. Yeah, when you bring we no, but listen, when you when you like we're having this conversation about music and people. So when somebody pops back up, honestly, now nostalgia and verses are almost hand in hand right now. Um, so that's that's literally what it is. Sake, but anyway, they dropping a new album. <laughs> And we don't even have like we didn't even get to a date about the new album because y'all threw me off the scent talking about some damn verses like what that's not what i came here for i came here to find out about this album and is janet gonna be on it Ooh, new janet produced by by jimmy jam and terry lewis that'd be fun um the project is going to be due in 2021 and they are signed to BMG. This is their first uh, contract as artists. Kind of dope. Let's look at it that way. All right, let's get into these singles. Uh, where do we want to start, Tiz? The ones that you fucked with. We can just take them in order. Okay. I can't. I can't look at the list right now. My my computer's gonna start acting stupid. So. All righty. Well, Ari Lennox uh, partnered with Elite. Uh, to release a joint called Cognac Eyes. We're trying to figure out if it's like an official song because it's not on her YouTube and the cover is some random black woman. <laughs> right, like I was like, wait. Some what? random black woman's work pictures too. Like I think we need to be very specific that like this is the company profile photo. You know what? Like, yeah, if, link if LinkedIn happened in the 90s, like the early 90s, that would be it. This is a bitch um, on edge right now. Look, Ari Lennox needs a producer. Mm. She she she's like freestyling her career right now. Okay. And do you think that's because of the pandemic, or do you think that that's like a general? No, I just think she needs to prefer. I like I had this conversation um the other day. I'm having a lot of music conversations lately. And I feel like her career as it pertains to Dreamville. Like Dreamville's not the musical home she needs. I think Dreamville is is her home, and you know, but I think that they need to find her, and she needs to seek out producers, okay, to actually produce records for her, okay, because um, she's just like she's like a, a, a somebody writing in their journal, and then they just put music to it, which is cool, but you get a lot of like. Eh. And I think like her, with her style and, and just her voice and her energy, you need to work with people to bring that out of you. You know, I would love to hear her with, you know, Brian Michael Cox or somebody like that. Mm. Like going with a songwriter producer who's going to challenge you musically. I just feel like she's out there doing whatever. Who's going to challenge record. you musically and still respect who you are as an artist. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because ultimately, you know, it, it, it's about bringing out the artist's vision, but music is not a solo effort. It's not a, yo, I just got a beat. I'm going to just go in here and write some stuff to this beat, you know, and then put it out on the internet. And and even though, like, this just, it just doesn't feel like she's being produced. The last joint she put out with, I was rocking with. This joint is just whatever. All right, let's flip the IG real quick. IG folks, we love you guys. You guys are so awesome rocking with us. We're uh, going to uh, hop back in here and continue this chat about this music. All right, so Static Selecta, who stays busy also, um, him and Alchemist are always delivering new music. Actually, no, what? Since we're talking about, um, let's talk about Ari, let's stay with the R&B because there's plenty of good R&B to talk about. Uh, Her just dropped a new joint. It's called Damage. Produced by my man, Cardiac. Shouts to Cardiac. Bro. Um, I feel like Purse growing project. up. Is that right? Uh, I think so. Okay. Think so. so she recorded um, the video for the song uh, Damage at the Roxy Theater in LA. 
she is, I guess, performing on Saturday Night Live this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this also the weekend that Adele is hosting? Uh, yes, it is, actually. Yeah. Huh. Yep. Adele's hosting. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, but yeah, so the song came out on Wednesday. It's called Damage, and then she dropped the video. Um, and I've still not seen whether this is part of an album or not. We'll find out. So, like, who picks the performers on SNL? Like, does the host get a say in who's going to perform? Or is it all, like, the whole booking thing? I feel like I should know this. It's a booking thing. She'll probably know how this works. I just think it's really, really interesting that they would get Adele, but not have Adele also do the music. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure. So, like, a lot of times when it's, like, a musical guest who hosts, they still end up doing music. Mm-hmm. And they kind of like make it part of the skits and stuff. So right, they right, do it right. that way. So she'll still be featured, you know, like they, they work everybody into the overall experience. It's like Megan having a skit. You know what I'm saying? Like this is kind of what it is. So all right. Well, the song was the song was dope. Um the video made me realize I don't think I've ever actually like paid attention to what her looks like. But I guess that was her whole goal, wasn't it? Yes, yes, for us to like her voice and her music before we saw how cute she was. She is pretty cute. Mm-hmm. And she's starting to, you know, like, she's coming into, like, her style. I mean, she's always been stylish, but, I mean, you know, she's starting to do, like, the sexy thing. Um, which In a I way think that's authentic dope. who she is, though. Exactly. It's not, like, forced or corny. Like, it's still her, like, the vibe. Like we were talking about Aaliyah and Aaliyah style. Um, mm-hmm. And you can see her is definitely influenced. Like her style kind of comes from that tree. Yeah. Um, which a lot of a lot of styles do. Um, and that's what makes Aaliyah so iconic. But her definitely has her own like vibe, her own twist. Um, then we had a new joint by Ty Dolla Sign called Spicy featuring Post Malone. Mm-hmm. Little um, club box. I enjoyed. His album's coming out this week, so. Excited for it. Uh, the Weeknd came out with a remix to In Your Eyes featuring Kenny G. The legend. And it really sounds like, you know, a Kenny G, an authentic, original Kenny G record. I thought I was listening to, you know, the jazz station. I thought I was with my grandpa, you know what I'm saying? Right, I thought I had <laughs> when that, when that sax came out, I was like, wait, what, what, what? It's definitely got a whole throwback feel uh, to it, so, you know. Oh yeah, because then then the, then the 80s, then the 80s vibes come in and it's like, it's got that Giorgio Moroder feel, you know what I'm saying? Like that that drug dealer music. Yeah, it was definitely like, like an episode of, uh, uh, if they decide to remake um, uh, Miami Vice again. Yeah, it was dig definitely it, like it, 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 one of those. Yeah. Um, and then Mario's back. Mario's ma- back with a song called "Pretty Mouth Magic," and I'm trying to understand why magic is spelled with a K at the end. Let me tell you something. <laughs> when I first turned that song on, I was like, "What the is this?" And I was like, "Yo, this shit jams." It does. <laughs> It sounds like I was, I was like already was sitting wherever he was sitting at, clearly really paying attention to what was going on in the musical landscape. You know what? I think Mario's run on Empire was really good for his career. Okay. I feel like tell us about this run because I feel like I missed it. So Mario became one of the main characters on Empire. Oh, Empire the um, show. I thought we were talking about Empire yeah. the label. I no, didn't no, no. Yeah. Yeah, so I Sorry. Yeah, I, I I feel like that helped him transition from like corny Mario for a lot of us. Like I respect Mario that? more. Huh? Was he corny to y'all? Yeah, he was kind of like you know. 
He like he was always that. Let me love you. Was Joe crazy then, to you? Cause Joe been singing about stealing a nigga broad since nineteen. No, 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 no. Joe, Joe was edgy. Joe been stealing a nigga broad since ninety six, bro. That's why I said Joe was edgy. But Mario had like when they introduced Mario, he had like that clean cut image. I mean, even his character on Empire is like church boy that turns bad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it kind of like prepares you for the type of music like he like you know like the song. Because literally, for a lot of folks, it's still that, you know, you should let me love you, Mario. Um, this this is not that. This is Mario saying, listen, you're going to get this loving. And you're going to do all that nasty stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, And then I'm going to do all that nasty stuff to you. I'm just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's going on here? I'm too young for this. <laughs> you're too young for it? You got virgin ears, man. That's about it. Virgin ears. That's all that's on there. All right. Uh, on the rap front, uh, it wasn't super heavy this week, but um, as I said, well, we're gonna say the best for the best for last. Um, let's y'all hear that country accent. She said she was gonna save the best for last. Best for last. Y'all don't know. Sometimes I can be a real peach. Y'all ain't know that. <laughs> I don't be sound like I'm from the South, but I can. You know what I'm talking about? Um, I'm talking about on the, low, on the low. I have spent the majority of my life in the South. It's pretty funny. Um, all right, so look, King Combs, aka uh, Christian Combs, you know Diddy's son, who looks like his spitting image and sounds like his spitting image. Get it? That was a spitting. And, bars? Okay. And um, Huh? And dresses like and acts like and dresses like and constantly reminds you that. Yeah. Um, dropped a new joint called Legacy. Uh, the beat is a Wu Tang beat. What was it? Um, Triumph. Yes. Um. And yeah, Sid said it's like the Diddy remake that nobody asked for. Like if, it, if they were remaking movies. Every song, bro. And he's he's talented, man. But it's like, dog. Every song can't be the hey, I'm the new version of my dad. So here's my question. Like, bro, imagine if imagine if Run's kids did that. So here's my question. If you didn't know Diddy, how would you feel about about Christian as an artist? I keep wanting to call that baby. There's no way I could know about Diddy because Christian's telling you about Diddy. Like literally, like okay. So Drake talks about his dad in records. Drake don't. No, no, no. That's different. Right. Every that's what song. I'm to say. I, no, what no, no. I'm listen, listen. I feel like Christian is at a disadvantage because some people just do move like they did. Like you listen, might listen. have your father's no, no, no. no, listen, listen. Might be a listen, ball listen, player listen. that reminds people are forever comparing Bronny no. to LeBron. People are forever comparing uh, uh, Shaq's sons to him. Listen, we're not going to do that because, okay, first of all, there's a guy named Steph Curry who's the greatest player in the world. His dad played basketball. He was pretty good. But, Steph, don't nobody even talk about Del Curry. Did they ever? Del, yeah, Del Curry was a very good NBA player, like a very good NBA player. Was he a very well-known NBA player? There's a lot of great yeah. No, 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 no. Like he, played on, he played on an iconic Charlotte Hornets team. When the Charlotte Hornets came in, you had Alonzo Mourning, you had Muggsy Bowles, you had all those guys, Grandma Ma, Del Curry young? was, huh? Steph Curry is that young? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I don't listen. You had you had his father was the sharpshooter on that team. He was a three-point specialist. Back when three-point specialists were a real thing. His dad was one of the best three-point shooters of all time prior to Steph getting in the league. So Steph got it from his daddy. You know what I'm saying? But Steph is Steph. He's not out there trying to be his dad. He elevated his game. He he added the athletic component to the, to the, to his game that his dad didn't have. His dad didn't don't dribble like Steph and pass like Steph and do all the other stuff. He shoots threes. He, his he writes his own, his own lyrics. That's how he elevated. Listen, shout to Christian, but if you write in your dad's style about your dad and about how, you know, you, you and every song is a, a bad boy remix, so you're doing something that your dad already did, you know, like, it's corny. It's, it's, it's At this point, it's just corny, bro. Like, literally. Like, fam, Jaden Smith don't make songs every day about being Will Smith and Jaden's 
son, Willow don't do that shit neither. Like we know, we know, we know legacy kids. We've seen it all throughout musical history. He is every day out here trying to remind us, I'm on Bad Boy Records, which don't nobody give a fuck about because ain't nobody on Bad Boy Records but MGK that's selling a, a, a damn thing. Um, and that your puff son, which we know, nigga, we see you, we look at you, we hear your voice, we know. It's like New York, it, you know, he's like the quintessential New Yorker, right? Versus being from Philly, right? Philadelphia people don't run around saying, yo, I'm from Philly. Nah, fam, all you gotta do is hear me say ball, John, a couple things I, you know, talk to, like, especially if I'm talking to another person from Philly, right? But New Yorkers, what do they do? Yo, I'm from the Bronx, shun. Brooklyn, they walk in the building, they walk into a room, fam. They could be at a job interview. They walk in the, into the waiting room at the doctor's office. They'd be like, yo, Brooklyn in the house? You know what I'm saying? It's like, dog, calm down, my guy. People from New York don't calm do down. That, that extreme. Yes, they do. I do you know yes. how many times I've heard people from, from Detroit just start a random conversation with, because I'm from Detroit, like that really matters in any way, shape, form? <laughs> People from New York, period. Wait, I can't wait to get in Clubhouse, bro, because they got New York rooms. We cut New York up because of this behavior. You know, we had a whole New York discussion, and you know what it was? It was more New Yorkers arguing with New Yorkers than anybody. The rest of us just sitting back laughing because they're obnoxious. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. and, and there's a reason why, because there's so many people and they're so competitive. Like, I get that part. Like, I understand why. But it's still annoying to the rest of us. And, and this is what Christian Combs is. He's annoying. And that's not to say he's not talented. I think he's tremendously talented. But fam, another video where you're playing your dad? Another one? Like, damn, bro, you just did a whole project where everything was your dad. Like, who are you? Who, who are you? Fam, we know you're rich. We know you got money. We know you're spending your dad's money. Oh, 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 you gonna get us, you gonna get us, you gonna get us cut, you gonna get us cut. You, I didn't want to play the head. Oh, make, Mike, you make sure you cut that part out. Please. <laughs> you know, the content ID guys is gonna come after us. It wasn't, um, it wasn't 10 seconds though, but no, nobody wanted to actually play that on purpose. So. Um, okay, so no country for Justin, can he, can he like, I mean, for shit, for Christian? Right, because Justin, Justin's the one we knew. Justin's Christian, like, whoa, 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 leave me out of this. I'm over here playing ball, fam. Like, Christian, leave me alone. Christian, Justin is the one we know. Christian's the one that wants us to know him. Mm. Justin got a restaurant named after him. Middle kid syndrome. What did Christian get? Christian got something. No, I guess not. Listen, like I said. Christian is talented. He's a charismatic young brother. Like, I want to see him do well. I think he's super talented. I think he could take the things that he got from his dad and turn them into his own empire. But not by being your dad every other day. Like, we don't need you. Like, it's like dressing up as your, as just your parent for Halloween. You know what I'm saying? It's like literally like, fam, you don't need to dress up as your dad. You're already him. Just go out there and be you. And that's it. We'll, we'll get it. You don't got to put a bad boy jacket on, you know what I'm saying? Like in every video, like you don't have to do it. It's called Legacy though. <laughs> of course it's called Legacy. Because that's all he got. It's like, fam, what else? No, but I get what you're saying. I think that he's been out here long enough that like he should have been done cosplaying his dad. He should have figured out who he is by now. Exactly. And there's a way for you to do that and still, you know, pay homage and, you know, I mean, but like you said, the other thing is the fact that like your dad is who he is. Like we don't need you paying homage. Like we know, and we respect, and we recognize. Um, I can't wait till Sir Carter starts rapping. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. Speaking of artists who can't quite seem to figure out where to go, Danny Lay dropped a new joint called Monique. I like the song. I do too. Um, I mean, I think Danny Lay's talented. She's got a great voice. She, you know, she's really good at what she does. I, I don't have any complaints with the song at all. I would tell people go listen to it. It's fun. Um, I think we, you know, it's easy for somebody like Danny Lay to get caught up, but she's got an audience. She could drop music, and it's enjoyable. So let's enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. When you say you know, caught up, what do you mean? Like in 
that sound, the trap sound and everybody kind of, you know, doing the same lane or whatever, okay. or just in a conversation of, of female artists, you know what I'm saying? Like you got a, a Bia, you, know, you got all these, you got Danny Lay, you got all these other artists and, you know, they doing like the trap singing thing. And it's like, um, it's cool. I like it. You know, it's just the fans might get, you know, like a little confused. You know what I'm saying? Um, okay. I mean, even with male, with male rappers, you know, we talking about uh, Buddy and, you know, uh, all these other folks doing like the singing raps with uh, West Side Boogie. West, yeah, West Side Boogie and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, this song is good as a single. Okay. I'm waiting for her. I'm waiting for her to differentiate herself, though. From the from the fright. Yeah, because I think there's something that's dope and special about her. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I just really haven't seen it yet. So if y'all, because some people listen to music and they're looking for something to hold on to, you know, and like go listen to it because it's a good song to listen to. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Um, Static Selecta dropped the joint uh, called "Keep It Moving" featuring Gary Clark Jr., Nas, and Joey Badass, and um. Nas, Nas is alert. Nas is out here. Yeah, and this is this is his group. That's going with y'all to the club and like not embarrassing right. right now. Well, this this is his group. I mean, the 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 track is complimentary to him, you know, and Joey. Like I, I enjoyed this. I did too. Nas also just dropped the video for um Replace Me, the joint with him and Big Sean and uh Don Tolliver from his album. It was a cute little concept. The video um, is his ex or current girlfriend going through a photo album. And so as she's going through the album, like, they, he, you know, she'll look at a photo and they're, ra- like, he's rapping through the actual photos. Um, it looked like, it looked very much like the 90s, early 2000s. What's that face? I just, I just read Double A's comment about King Kong's Asaki. Wow. Like, that's funny for a lot of reasons. It's funny because it's true, and it's also funny because I know Brash here. And that's funny, too. Oh, man. Um, all right. Well, uh, one of my local favorites went and tapped my forever favorite. Like, somebody got to make me meet Guap Dad, bro. I want to meet Guap Dad. Yeah, I do, I do too. I, I feel like I am. I mean, I haven't been outside, but, you know, Guap just recorded. He just flew to, he flew to New York. I didn't know why he was like, I saw the whole picture, like, yeah, I just landed in New York. Then I saw him at Ilman's crib. And so I think the dope part about Guap Dad is he's very much Asian as, as he is black. Mm-hmm. And you can like, you can see like his culture in him. Mm-hmm. And him and Ilman both being, uh, you know, f- uh, Filipino um, and understanding that culture, they just looked really comfortable. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine they had some really great conversations about family and life and shit like that. But Guap Dad is such a nigga too. Like he is, he is one of the most niggerish niggas at, on top of that. Um, you know, so shout to, shout to cultural combinations. But, you know, this is going to be a really good project. I mean, he, he previewed a little bit of it. Ilmine, who's painting some sonic landscapes and Guap Dad having a good time and floating on that shit. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Like, that's gonna I'm be really dope. That. You know, we this is the this is the Guap Dad fan club over here. If y'all didn't know, if y'all did not realize. Sound Block Podcast, aka the Guap Dad fan. The Guap club. Dad fan club, aka um, Bring Street know. Prop Back. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Random range, like <laughs> we, we love from here to here, like, Bring Street Prop, Bring Street Property Back. Um, Guap Dad jumped on a joint called Deja Vu featuring Deontay Hitchcock, and I love it because um, they're pushing each other, like not pushing each other, but it's like it's like listening to them sparring, like it's like a friendly oh, yeah, sparring yeah, yeah. session. You know, um, I, I think I think that yo that that um, that Dreamville situation is probably Guap Dad is the winner from that for me yeah? because I feel like he went into that and he knew he had some shit to prove. Okay. As a as an artist and as a lyricist and you know with the bars and everything like mm-hmm. you know he the reason why I'm so impressed with the kid is he respects the art yes. and you could tell in his work ethic and the music that he put out so I, I literally like you can hear it and then on this track 
you know, you know Deontay Hitchcock is a spitter. You know what he's coming with. And Guavdad matched the energy and was coming with the same type of intensity. And that's that's what you want to hear. Um, and he got that, he got that little swag with him. You know what I'm saying? He got that little pimp shit with him, the little scammer shit with him, um, you know, that the kid's gonna love. So he's a very well-rounded artist. And, you know, it's kind of how I felt about Corday. Like a lot of people was looking at the other people in his crew, mm-hmm. you know, cause they was flashy. But I think this kid is building himself slowly and, and he's fucking with the right people. Like going to make an album with Ilman, that's something that like the label's not gonna send you to do that. Right. The label, they know a and is gonna be like, yo, you need to go make an album with Ilman. If you know Ilmind, you know that Ilmind also would not do no shit like that because the said it. Like he's doing it because it's it's something because he rocked with him. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's natural. That's a respect thing. You know what I'm saying? So for an artist to be that young in the game and to understand how to move, I think I'm going to New York to do an album with Ilmind. You know, I'm going to Texas to do an album with this person or that. Like those are the cats when they make the moves. Like and, and Corday did a lot of that. He was he was going to go busting a lot of moves just off of you know the respect and um, you you know that those are the ones who are going to last. So uh, I, I expect Guap Dad to be around for a while. Uh, so Deontay dropped that off with another joint called "Text Me" featuring Ro James, who I also love. Um, mm-hmm. And like you just said about about um, Guap Dad, like I feel like Deontay Hitchcock is kind of doing that same thing. Like yeah. he's been out here slowly building mm-hmm. it up for the last yeah. four or five years. Yeah, just uh-huh. dropping quality stuff, like, you know, letting people catch up on to them, you know. Um, but when you see creatives getting in spaces with other dope creatives, like, this is a, another example of a really good feature choice. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got two people who are really good at their art, and they get together and you do a jam. But behind the scenes, it shows that you understand your art. You understand your craft. And you know who to work with and how to move. You know what I mean? And that's what more artists need to figure out. Like, it's a lot of people out here trying to do shit by themselves, and they're like, oh, I'm with this side. But the cats that move around, and the ones that really, like, be all over the place in the back, you know, making songs and working with other people, like, yo, who knew Pop Smoke and, and Quavo was, like, best friends? Right. You know what I'm saying? But in the but that's that's the respect that, you know, you might be like, man, you know, I LeBron versus Kobe or LeBron versus Jordan, man, they somewhere laughing and, and you know, they were somewhere laughing and having a drink together. You know what I mean? Like, it was because it was a respect, you know, beyond Kobe, the Like, when you see how Shaq's kids talk about Kobe and you realize that all this time that y'all were so busy hyping up this rivalry that these niggas was really family. Right. Like, you know, things happen and we we take it further than, than uh, the actual thing. You know what I'm saying? And in real life, you know, behind the scenes, the music world is one big fam, so... If you know how to move and navigate in that family, then uh, it shows me that you understand how to actually stay around in this game. Yep, yep. Um, all right, let's talk about some of these albums right quick, 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 quick uh, that are coming out this week. Do we have the, the calendar for this week? Uh, so we talked about, we talked about um, Dej, we talked about Terry Lewis and Jimmy Jam. Um, according to TDE's Punch, Kendrick Lamar's next album is right around the corner. Didn't Punch just say that Kendrick wasn't dropping no more albums because you niggas are ungrateful? Oh, I'm about to go in Clubhouse as Punch right now because he always on there. That's not, um, yeah. <laughs> what do you, I want to know what that question sounds like because in my head it sounds like you standing up and being like, hi, my name is Shay and I'm from New Rochelle. New Rochelle. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't Yo, you no, say listen. Kendrick wasn't making no more albums for us ungrateful motherfuckers. Now you talk about he got an album coming out. Which one is it, Punch? The wild thing is on Clubhouse, people is just straight coming at people next. Like, look, dog, what's up with this? Oh <laughs> and it's 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 straight, it's straight, no holes bar. You know what I mean? People are being respectful, but well, some people, well, most people are. No but you know, you are. you asking the questions that you want to know. And uh, I'm pretty sure he's been asked that question. We had a Kendrick conversation. We had a, a whole West Side debate, you know, about Kendrick. And like the, thir- the first conversation I really, really, really tapped into on there was the East Coast, West Coast conversation. It was Bad Boy versus Death Row. And okay. that evolved into, you know, Drake versus, you know, Puff and the East Coast and this, that, and the third. So we started talking about all the rappers on both coasts. And obviously Kendrick was in that conversation. And Punch was in there. And it's funny because somebody would be in there having a spicy take about Kendrick. And then here come Punch. Like, what'd you say? 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so that's that's another reason why I love it. Punch has entered the chat. Uh, okay, but I just pulled up this website and what I saw uh, while I'm looking for these uh, these release dates and shit. Two Chains plans to release a full album produced by Kanye West. So out of all the things that he didn't get out of his good music experience, that's the thing that Two Chains feels like he needs. A Yeezy produced album in 2020. I mean, maybe it's a, a collection of things that have happened, you know, over the years. I'm 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 here for a Yeezy produced. I was produced so disappointed by the, those five albums, though. You talking they're about they're the uh, the see not well? Okay, I was I was upset with Tiana's because it was too short. Okay. Um, and I really actually really liked that one. Um, and I feel like she forced too many songs on this one to compensate for not having all the songs that she wanted on the last one. Because mm-hmm. uh, she's got a really good album, but it's bloated. Mm-hmm. Also, I, I liked... I enjoyed Daytona. Um, so for me, two out of five were, were, were good. Um, I'll even also, mention to say that I might have felt differently about the releases if it hadn't been hyped up the way that it was. Like the whole release, the whole release uh, fumble with Nas, I think took steam out of that project too. No, that's that problem. That, that, that project is not good. <laughs> um, yeah, that project's not good. Um, so, you know, plus a lot of, um, especially a lot of Tiana stuff was co-produced or produced by other people. Kanye, obviously, you know, overseeing the whole project. I'm okay. Like Kanye is still a great music maker. I I don't want to disrespect Kanye's music acumen. Um, if he's locked in and dialed in, he can produce some incredible shit. So, and I believe in I believe in Two Chains' ability to know the difference. Two Chains is not a child. He's not a young artist. He's you know he's a seasoned veteran who's been doing things his way. His relationship with good music has he's been allowed to to take advantage of it when he needed to you know, dip in and do things, but it has not stopped him in any way. There's been no negative blowback. You mm-hmm. know, what Kanye West got going on has not blown back on 2 chains in any way. It's not right. blown back on Big Sean in any way. You know what I'm saying? They don't yeah. even take it personally. It's blown back on other people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, you know what I'm saying? It's affected other people. It's affected Pusha T. It's affected Sci High, you know, and one, because Sci High chooses to speak up in a public forum and, you know, um, Kate Ford's boss, you know what I'm saying? Which is, you know, if you're getting paid and that's your guy, you know, if that's your friend or whatever is personal to you, and that's what you're gonna do. But uh, you know, I'm I'm, um, I'm here for it because I trust Two Chains. Okay, that's fair. Well, this new project that Two Chains supposed to be dropping called "So Help Me God" is supposed to come out next week and be executive produced by Easy. So. Uh, but this week, what we've got is um, Ty Dolla Sign, as you mentioned earlier, and he's gone and got a whole bunch of people on his project, including Kanye West. Uh, but also, I don't know why this link has not opened yet. My apologies. Open. Also, Future, Post Malone, the joint that we just talked about, uh, Roddy Rich. And is the uh, track list out? It's a new Roddy Rich album? No, no, no. I'm talking about people who are featured on the Ty Dolla Sign album. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I think the track, I'm, think, I'm pretty sure the track list is out. Burna Boy, Lil Dirk, Quavo, Janaiko, Kalani, and Young Thug. Yeah. Ty Dolla Sign and Burna Boy, just give me that. I'll be somewhere in a corner for the so rest look, of the Here's Dolla my thing. Okay, because when Ty Dolla Sign put out that album, Years ago, I was really disappointed. Which um, album? The one where it was like he was the feature or some shit. Um, it, it sounded like it was a bunch of throwaway joints. And I think he ended up saying like this was some throwaway joints. Um, well, you're not going to be... like this one either because apparently, I think this is the same thing. It's called Featuring Todd Dolla Sign is the name of the well, album. That is the name. But I, from what I've heard, and this is what I was saying, from what I've heard, it sounds like he's the lead artist and these are not like concepts and ideas and hey this was a scratch hook and i'm gonna put it on an album that's kind of what this last one sounded like ah, okay um, i just don't want to hear ty dollar sign not being the lead i want to hear ty dollar sign being in pole position 
you know, on these records. I don't want him like taking a backseat to other people. Like I, first of all, I love my time. I enjoyed my time a lot in the Jeremiah's co- collaboration. Mm-hmm. And it felt like it was equally ties as it was Jeremiah's. And I like that. Okay. Um, so I hope that he doesn't defer. If he doesn't defer, then I think this would be a really dope project. Okay. Uh, well, it looks like almost everything has features on it. Almost everything. It's not all of them. Uh, but Kid Cudi, Thundercat, uh, Nicki Minaj. Uh, yeah. Mustard's on a couple joints. Thug and Future on one joint. Shouts to Tish Hyman and Music Soul Child. Jumping on track with Black. And Ty Dolla Sign. A lot of singing ass niggas on that song. Uh, Xavier Omar is also dropping tomorrow as well as they dropping the Amanda tape and Tech 9 dropping an EP. Because Tech 9 just drops music, he doesn't give a fuck if you mainstream niggas are paying attention or not because he's always going to do his numbers. Absolutely. You know his fan base. Um, uh, Sizz's favorite New England rapper is also dropping an EP. <laughs> he has a new single out called Snitch. I'm Jamaica, so I call him Lucas, Lucas Joyner. Uh, he's asking for Bobby Schmurder's release. Because really? that nigga just drop a song that'd be dope without it being some kind of a gimmicky uh, aspect to it. <laughs> and Davies is dropping the deluxe version of something that you probably didn't know came out called Karma 3. Did you know that Karma 3 was a thing? Um... No, you know, I I don't work third shift on Amazon, so <laughs> I think it was funny. Once again, another conversation. I I I I found out that I'm not the only person who think Davis career career has peaked and gone as a rapper. That's it. It's done. Go be an actor. I don't think it's it's not done. I mean, you know, he's still gonna put things out. <laughs> I mean, I just don't know what at this point we expect from him. Mm. You know, if yeah. you like Davies, you like him. It's crazy. It's it's crazy because you know I watched the evolution of a lot of artists, like J. Cole, for example. You know, from mixtape Cole, you know, Friday Night Lights and all that stuff. And um, you know, I I put him in a certain box personally. I was like, okay, he can rap. You know, he's he's an incredible rapper. Um, but he don't have like that song that's gonna make me be like, y'all gotta listen to J. Cole. And he came out with the, you know, the record with the Aaliyah sample. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like this dude could make some some joints here. You know what Which I'm saying? What is the one with the Aaliyah sample? Uh, what was that? Um, hold on, I have to look it up. Uh, it was like, it was his first big single on Rock Nation. Um, let me see. But yeah, so that when you really- you say it, really, I'll probably be like, ah, oh, okay. Yeah, but that was really the one um, that, Really, really, really did for it. This is No Role Models. Yeah. That had an Aaliyah sample? Yeah, I believe so. I, 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 can't no play model, but, I don't want to um, play in the middle one, but his first his first major single, I believe, uh, was that. Um, yeah, so yeah, we don't want to play music on the podcast. I have a whole playlist of probably about 10 songs. 10 J- I don't even think it's a 10. I'm going to try to see how many songs. If I make a playlist of J. Cole songs that I actually really like, how many I end up with? <laughs> <laughs> matter. I mean, but, but still, but still, there was a point where people realized like J. Cole had palatable music that could be radio friendly and, you know, stuff like that. Like we realized like, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, um, it was Forest Drive. Yeah, I remember but, listening, I mean, literally listening but, to the album, and when I was done, I was like, "Okay, Jermaine." Like, I think I actually even tweeted it. I was like, "All right." I but even be- what I was saying, even before that, there was a period where he went from mixtape rapper to okay, even with the label, like, "All right, cool, we're willing to invest in a whole project of you." Gotcha. I see what you're saying. And that wasn't that ability so to actually make songs as opposed to just being a guy who raps good. No, no, no. I'm sorry. It wasn't Aaliyah. It's um, Missy Elliott. My bad. I said uh, it's weird because I, yeah, it's nobody's perfect. So when nobody's perfect came oh, out, okay, okay. that's when I was like, okay, yeah, because he needed a record. Like you need that record to go from mixtape rapper 
to like, oh, okay, I can put out an album, right? Mm-hmm. So the label is always searching for that single. So when Nobody's Perfect came out, it was like, oh, but but he was killing the, the mixtape scene before that. Oh, yeah. So if you were a J. Cole fan, I just wasn't a J. Cole fan. I knew he could rap though. Like I, I was like, okay, this kid is solid. Like he could rap, you know what I'm saying? But it wasn't like compelling, like his stories and whatever he was talking about wasn't compelling to me. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. but when I heard that record, I was like, oh yeah, dude could, yeah, dude's got uh, an ability. When you come out and you make a major label record album, you know, they got your singles lined up. Um, I just haven't ever seen that, that growth from, from Davies to, to this day. Like, and I think they tried it, but to this day, can't nobody tell me what's Davies hits on. <laughs> and he's been out here for a long time now. Yeah, what's the you song that makes you pay attention to him? You want me to tell you what made me pay attention to Davies? Not a um, song. What was that rap? <laughs> huh? Not a song. No, it definitely wasn't a song. It was um it was uh Damn, there was a special, there was a docu- the docu-series on Netflix about hip-hop. Not hip-hop evolution, there was another one that was pretty. Uh, rap show, Netflix. What was it called? Why am I blinking on this shit? Rapture. Oh, that's what made you pay attention to Yeah. Because there was a whole episode about him and Nas. Well, really, it was about him, but it was the parallel of their careers and their lives. And I think maybe that might be what it is for people who are fans of Davies, that they know like his actual story. And so they're invested in him as a person. I don't think Davies has actual fans. Um, and we, we know Davies' story. You know, we know the Nas thing. Like, but even before the Nas thing, man, like I, listen, my, my, my knowing Davies comes from Buddha and Grand. From where? From Buddha and Grand, from his producers. Okay. From from uh, Wayno, from the Triangle offense before he was with Nas, like the people who helped develop him and get him to where he was, the same people that you know worked with Fred the Godson. Like the Nas thing came after. Like that's it not came his. After real the story. freshman cover, right? Yeah, like that's not his. Yeah, so, that's not. To like put it his. in perspective, uh, Davies was on the 2012 freshman cover with Lil Dicky, Uzi, Lil Uzi Vert, Anderson Pop. 21 Savage. Um no, that wasn't Black. Anderson was Anderson was 2016. Oh, then well, they were all on the same cover. Yeah, that was 2016. So okay. So we did we did the yeah, we did the beats for those. I'm sorry guys. My uh I'm one of those people. Have you seen that meme where they're like 40 years ago and the person's like, so 1960, and they're like, no, 1980. Yeah, um, like I specifically remember that year because we we did all the beats for the ciphers. When you tell me 2020, like when you tell me 20 years ago, I'm not thinking 2000 in my head. That math doesn't work right yet. But anyway, the point was that on that cover, there's a bunch of different styles and a bunch of different people who have blown up in different ways for different reasons. And like you said, Davies is the one, even if I can't tell you a whole, like I try to ignore Kodak Black for uh, cultural reasons. But I could still name you two Kodak Black songs. Oh, absolutely. You could sing Kodak Black songs. Yeah. I, I don't even I don't even mess with Kodak Black songs, but I could sing a whole Kodak Black song. Right. He he got joints. He got he got songs that became hits. He got hits. You know what I'm saying? Like Davies a male a male model. Anyway, you guys, this is um have we come up with a name yet? No. <laughs> Wait, he shut up. That's what he needs to be. Go be a sex symbol. Rap needs a sex symbol right about now. But he he needs okay. So he did a song with with Chris Brown, and I just knew I was like, all right, this is gonna be the one. Then I listened to it, and I was yeah. like, how do you how do you fumble oh. how do you fumble that feature? Oh man, completely what? fumbled that feature. What was that even called? His, his last project, he had a, a game of decent looking. It sounded like you know, like don't get us wrong. We go into this thinking that Davies is gonna crack the code this time, and okay. every time it's just not it. You talk about uh, Perfect featuring Chris Brown? Yeah. I'm curious to see what numbers that shit did. Okay, but look, do we have a name for this yet? Have you thought of something? 
No. Uh, the extended edition. <laughs> Extra time. Overtime. In your ears. The chop block boombox. <laughs> I mean, that's not terrible. But I don't know if I love it. Let's can we just get anyway? This we'll, we'll figure this out, y'all. If y'all y'all uh, give us some some suggestions, if you have, <laughs> right now it'll be just called uh, the remix. So uh, is that everything that, that we're looking forward to that's coming out? Um, not that's pretty much it this week. I think. Um, did, I see, did I see Pearl Jam came out? Did you see Pearl Jam? Uh, Nelly Furtado. What? Oh, it's releasing Whoa, Nelly. I was about to say another person temporarily ruined. Oh man. Timberland got a uh, body count. Donna Lede is dropping the deluxe. Um, I was hoping it was something new, but I I'll I'll check it out. Bruce Springsteen is dropping a new project. Mm. Oh. That wasn't the one that you were looking for? I just yeah, I didn't know. That's yeah. interesting. Well, Uncle Bruce. Uncle Bruce. Uncle Bruce. Major Laser dropping a new joint called Music is a Weapon. Mm. Did you did uh, you get a chance to did you get a chance to listen to Libra? The I did. Libra? We talked about Libra last week. Okay. Yeah, I had already listened to most of it. Um I don't know that I fit. Ooh, let me tell you where I stopped. I had to hop off the bus um with that interlude. Uh Hold on with the lady with the yeah, is that the lady that worked at the trap is that lady that worked at the trap museum? Which one? The one that greets you when you first walk in the door. No, 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 that's not what I'm talking about. No, I was just asking if the, the skits, if that was the same lady. No, that's not who that was. So that was an older lady who um is like Instagram famous and like she like a for real like be in the streets like trapper, like and she's somebody's grandmama. Miss Pat, Miss Pat, I think it's her yeah, name. yeah, yeah. Miss Pat is like an Instagram like celebrity, um, because she just be on there talking all the shit that like all your favorite rappers talk, um, and being very clear about the fact that she's not just talking and she's lived it. Um, <clears throat> there's an interlude on there called um, is it Fire and Earth? That basically sounded like, you know, uh, yeah, with Ernestine Johnson Morrison. Um, and it kind of, it was a lot of respect, respectability politics. Like there was a, a, like a dig at WAP and, you know, that ladies need to be, you know, anytime you tell me what women need to be, I'm, I'm disinterested. Yeah, I don't know about all that. Um... Now that was pretty deep into the project. It's like the 14th track. I had a I had a homie, one of my boys, shout out to my boy B Kane, um, my my dude back from Philly. And you know, we were playing Call of Duty, we just had regular conversations, so we talked about music. And he was like, yo, sis, guess what the best album was that came out last week? Now, we got Black Thought, we got Benny the Butcher, and I'm not expecting him to say T.I. Mm-hmm. But he said T.I. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's a um, it's a good album though. It is. Like, it's a good album. Like, I have no, like, other than, like I said, what that, and that, you know, technically Tip didn't write it. I mean, obviously, I'm sure he had veto powers over it or whatever. Um, Also, you know, Clifford is who Clifford is. Like, it's not any different than, you know, any of the other wild shit that he said in the last 18 months that people considered wild because they're not taking it in the context of an 80s baby born in the South. Mm-hmm. like come on now but now I don't see anything else uh, this week next week's got a couple of, of heaters on it um, Ariana Grande just randomly announced that she was dropping the project next week and dropping the first single for that tonight um, uh, who else they're saying that this 2 Chains album comes out next week uh, Sam Smith, Queen, Queen Nyjah uh, so yeah Mm. Stuff to listen to. We're still trying to figure out how we're going to get back to actually doing music like in full. Turn up, turn up, turn up. 
right. we're gonna figure it out anyway you guys uh we appreciate you rocking with us for this extended uh portion of the episode uh of course the chopping block podcast is uh the audio iteration of um freemusiccredits.com where we talk about new releases where you'll find the most comprehensive uh listing of album credits on these interwebs um i am so bugging what so because i i helped produce an album that's coming out on friday i actually got my first producer credit so um you know i brought her up before she's a friend of the show and one of my clients um, Asia Kyrie, a R&B artist out of Dallas, and her EP, The Bad Guy, comes out um, this Friday through my distribution platform, Gangaroo Records uh, Distribution. Um, it's a lot of Bounce Gang members on here, uh, a lot of Dallas, uh, you know, dope Dallas producers. Um, she has some really, really, really fire songs on this on this EP. So we're excited. It's once again, the artist is Asia Kyrie, K-Y-R-E-E. Mm-hmm. And um, the project is called Bad Guy. And uh, it's just going to be pretty bananas. So make sure y'all tune in, check that out on all the major platforms. Dream it early and often. Yep. And uh, go to bouncegang.com and find out more. And is the gang and bouncegang.com an A? Like is the A in gang an A or is it a V? I- so it's a V, but I'm, I mean, we, we literally, if you, we're, we had a call yesterday and we all thought about it. And we're like, you know what? We're just going to buy a both domain. So yeah. Go yeah. to, go to bouncegang.com, spell it however you feel like, or Google it and you'll, you'll see. Yeah. If you Google bounce game, we come up anyways. There you go. There you go, guys. All right. Well, we'll be back next week with more life talk, music talk, and thoughts about music. Washington. Hey. Of your mouth. Be Y'all safe. be safe, man. Go vote. Please vote. <laughs>